There are more than 300 episodes of Listen to Sleep, all available for free because of the generous support of our sponsors. And while you'll never hear any ads after the story or meditation starts, you can get every episode ad-free, plus over 100 bonus episodes, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee a month by going to listentosleep.com and clicking on support. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Eric, welcoming you back to the tranquil sanctuary of Listen to Sleep. Together, we'll embark on a journey where stories morph into tranquil lullabies, and dreams begin to glimmer like stars reflected on a still, moonlit lake. Summer continues to be beautiful up here on the mountain. We've had a great six weeks with Joe here at home in between jobs. And next week, he's going to be starting up a new job. So we'll go back to sharing weekends together for a while. But it sure has been wonderful to have this time together to spend time with our new rescue pup, Joey. He is just a complete delight. And on top of being Bodhi's new best friend, he is probably one of the smartest dogs I've ever met. We sent off a DNA kit for him last week, and we're excited to find out what breeds he has in him. He looks a little bit like a cross between a Border Collie and maybe a Rat Terrier or a Basenji, but he is smart as a whip and so darn cute. If you want to see some pictures of him, there are photos on my Instagram and a video on my TikTok. And you can find the links for those at the website at listentosleep.com. Before we get into our story tonight, I'd like to invite you to a special corner of our cozy storytelling haven. Listen to Sleep Plus. 
Being a part of Listen to Sleep Plus is like holding a lantern in the quiet of night, guiding you into the seamless union of storytelling and meditation under a star-speckled sky. Without your support, Bodie and Joey and I wouldn't be able to continue spinning tales and guiding meditations, keeping this nurturing sanctuary vibrant and flourishing. For less than the price of just one cup of coffee a month, you can embark on this uninterrupted, serene journey and get immediate access to more than 400 ad-free and introduction-free episodes of Listen to Sleep. For more details, visit listentosleep.com or follow the link in the show notes. Now, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're wearing some painful earbuds, which will be lost in your bed come morning, or maybe through a little speaker on the bedside table, keeping the whole house awake. Or maybe you're just playing it through your phone. But none of these were ever designed for bedtime. Now, just imagine for a second, you're snuggled up in bed, totally relaxed, your ear nuzzled deep into your comfy pillow, and my voice is magically playing back to you. No painful earbuds, no tangled wires, just total comfort and the sound you love. Well, imagine no more, because this is exactly what today's sponsor is here to help with. The Sleep Bar is an advanced under-pillow speaker that turns your pillow into the comfiest earphone ever. With a customizable shutdown timer, a huge battery that lasts multiple nights, and bone conduction audio that won't wake your partner. It's got everything you need to transform your bedtime listening. And they've given our listeners a limited number of 20% off codes. Simply head to dusker.com. That's D-U-S-K-E-R.com. And enter the code LTS20 to claim yours. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Letting go of the day, feeling the weight of gravity pulling you deep down into the mattress. And another deep breath in. And out. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to be. This is your time. Quiet time. One more deep breath in. And out. If you get tired while I'm reading to you, that's okay. Just let yourself drift off. Stilts Queen. In the quaint hamlet of Spinner's End, nestled amidst rolling hills and quiet streams, lived an ambitious miller and his gentle-hearted son, Leopold. They led a simple life, 
punctuated by the rhythm of the turning mill and the quiet hum of the spinning wheel. Yet simplicity could not contain the miller's aspirations, which took flight on the wings of pride and folly. The miller, a man given to grandiosity, was well known for his tall tales and exaggerations. And the most outrageous of his claims was about his son Leopold. My boy, he'd boast in the bustling marketplace to anyone who'd listen, has fingers so deft he can spin straw into gold. This was no more than a fanciful exaggeration of Leopold's true skill. The ability to wield just a little bit of magic to weave the finest cloth in the land. Yet the father's tale, like seeds on the wind, drifted far and wide until it reached the ears of a king known for his avarice and desire for the exotic. Intrigued by the miller's boasts, the king summoned Leopold to his gleaming palace, a fortress of greed built from the fruits of his subjects' labor. Confronted by the imposing figure of the king, Leopold's heart thumped in his chest like a frightened rabbit. The king led him to a room filled to the brim with straw, a golden challenge hidden in plain sight. Spin this straw into gold by morning, or forfeit your life, commanded the king. His cold eyes glinted ominously, reflecting the greed that lined his heart. Fear took hold of Leopold, tightening its icy grip around his heart. He was a weaver, yes, but he was no alchemist. The room's towering walls seemed to close in on him the straw prickling like a thousand accusations. He was trapped, a fly in the king's glittering web. As the cold night crept in, the miller's son was left alone. The silent room echoed his mounting despair. His thoughts strayed to his father's reckless words, his humble home, and his loving partner, Elliot. Elliot, a transmasculine man, was a beacon of love and acceptance in Leopold's life. The thought of Elliot, his eyes as warm as a summer's day, and a heart filled with courage, bolstered Leopold's faltering spirit. In the quiet of the night, 
a peculiar event unfolded. A bizarre figure, flamboyant and as striking as a peacock, appeared before Leopold. Dressed in rich robes of many colors and adorned with countless trinkets, this figure radiated a strange, magical aura. Her presence was both a mystery and a beacon of hope for the desperate miller's son. Who are you? asked Leopold, his voice shaky. The strange figure, her eyes twinkling mischievously, leaned in closer. I, she proclaimed, her voice as whimsical as the wind, am your only chance of making it out of this room alive. Thus began the extraordinary tale of the miller's son, his battle against greed, and his encounter with the enchanting Rumpelstilts queen, the magical being who would change the course of his life. Little did Leopold know that his adventure was only beginning, that his path was about to twist and turn, leading him through fear, courage, love, and the most unexpected of alliances. The encounter with Rumpelstiltskween left Leopold in a state of bewildered awe. The queen had a regal aura, with a captivating charm that contrasted her mischievous twinkle. Yet, despite her flamboyant appearance and theatrical persona, Leopold sensed a benevolent spirit within her. Leopold, dear boy, Rumpelstiltskween began, swirling a colorful shawl around her. I can do what you cannot. I can turn this mundane straw into glistening gold. But as you might expect, I ask for something in return. Leopold's heart throbbed in his chest. He was aware that magic always came with a price. Looking around the room filled with straw, his gaze met Rumpelstiltskween's. His anxiety mirrored in her iridescent eyes. I, I don't have much to offer he admitted, his voice barely a whisper. The queen's lips curved into a knowing smile. I do not seek material wealth, dear boy. I have more than enough of that. What I want is something unique, something precious. Your firstborn child. The proposition stunned Leopold. 
His mind raced, his thoughts spiraling. The idea of giving up his future child was unthinkable, and yet his life hung in the balance, a delicate thread threatened by the king's ultimatum. Moreover, as a trans man, Elliot was carrying their child, and the prospect of losing their baby was more than Leopold could bear. But did he have a choice? Desperation led him to accept the deal, a pact sealed with a promise. As the queen's hands moved in an elegant dance, the room started to transform. Straw was spun, a lustrous thread of gold emerging under her fingertips. The sight was mesmerizing, a golden river flowing from the most unlikely of sources. By the time dawn's first light peeked over the horizon, the entire room shimmered with gold. The king was astounded, greed flaring in his eyes at the sight of the abundant gold. In his surprise, he presented a new challenge. Another room filled with straw awaited Leopold, the stakes raised even higher. If he succeeded, the king promised to raise Leopold to the stature of a prince to make him part of the royal family. Fear and hope warred within Leopold as he found himself standing before the second pile of straw. His mind filled with thoughts of his father, the king's greed, his promise to Rumpelstiltsqueen, and the hope of a safe life for Elliot and their unborn child. As the sun disappeared, bathing the palace in moonlight, Rumpelstiltsqueen appeared again. The cycle repeated. Another promise was made, and another room of straw turned to gold. The peculiar events of the nights left Leopold with a sense of dread and a spark of hope. He had become a pawn in a game of greed, power, and magic. As the sun rose on the third day, Leopold's life was about to take an unexpected turn where the consequences of his promises would unfold, and the true power of love, sacrifice, and resilience would be tested. The morning following the second night's miraculous transformation was one of jubilance and wonder. The king, overjoyed by his newfound wealth, declared a grand feast. Leopold, to his amazement, 
was presented to the kingdom as the new prince, a man of strange and magical prowess. But beneath the celebrations and fanfare, a sense of dread twisted Leopold's heart. Leopold's new status allowed him to return to Elliot. Their reunion was bittersweet. Their joyful tears at their togetherness were tainted with the unspoken acknowledgement of the deal Leopold had made. Yet they found solace in each other's arms, their bond strengthening against the complex backdrop of their circumstances. In the meantime, Leopold's incredible transformation of straw into gold didn't go unnoticed by the kingdom's populace. Tales of the miraculous prince spread like wildfire, infusing the kingdom with a mix of awe, envy, and fear. Some admired the prince's magical talent. Others viewed it with suspicion. Yet no one knew about the hidden price of this enchanting magic. As the days turned into weeks, the king's appetite for gold grew insatiable. He couldn't resist the allure of more wealth, ordering for more straw rooms to be prepared. But Leopold, in a daring act of defiance, refused. He had fulfilled the king's initial challenge, and he would not risk making any more bargains. His refusal didn't sit well with the king. Yet the promise of the prince's unborn child, a potential heir with magical abilities, kept the king at bay. So life at the palace took on a new rhythm, a fragile balance maintained by Leopold's defiance and the king's greed. Eventually, the day came when Elliot gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. They named him Emil, a beacon of hope and love born amidst the turmoil. The child was a joy, his innocent smiles and gurgles lighting up their lives. However, the happiness of his birth was short-lived as the arrival of their son signaled the fulfillment of Leopold's dread-laden promise. As night fell on Emile's seventh day in the world, the palace's joyous aura was pierced by a chilling breeze. A familiar presence made itself known. Rumpelstiltskween appearing to claim her end of the deal. However, she didn't expect 
the fierce resistance she met from the two fathers. Leopold and Elliot refused to give up their child, their love for him outweighing their fear of the magical queen. Impressed by their determination and love for Emil, Rumpelstiltskuen offered them a chance to keep their son. She proposed a game, a guessing game. If they could guess her true name within three days, she would release them from their promise. The challenge presented a spark of hope, yet the task was daunting. The couple was to delve into the vast and mysterious realm of magical beings, to guess the name of an age-old queen whose existence was intertwined with countless tales and legends. As the first day dawned, Leopold and Elliot began their desperate quest to save their son. Little did they know that this task would lead them on a journey into the heart of magic itself, revealing secrets buried deep within the pages of time and their own hearts. This journey would test their courage, love, and perseverance, pushing them to their limits as they raced against time to protect their precious child. The first day of their three-day ordeal was spent in frenzied research and frantic brainstorming. The palace's grand library became their sanctuary as they leafed through countless books and scrolls, scoured ancient archives, and sought counsel from wise elders. But no trace of the name they sought could be found. Each sundown brought Rumpelstiltskuen back to the palace, her whimsical smile growing more triumphant as Leopold and Elliot failed to guess her name. The second day was filled with more desperation. The couple decided to explore beyond the confines of the palace. They visited sorcerers and seers, riddled the townsfolk with questions, and even attempted to use the dwindling magic within Leopold to divine the name. Yet all efforts seemed futile. With each passing hour, a dark cloud of despair descended over the palace. The joyous environment that had bloomed with Emile's birth wilted under the weight of the imminent threat. Yet, in the midst of this gloom, the bond between Leopold and Elliot only grew stronger. Their shared fear, their common goal, bound them tighter than ever before, 
each drawing strength from the other's determination. On the third day, as the sun dipped below the horizon, Elliot left on a final desperate errand, leaving Leopold alone with their son. Leopold held Emil close, promising to protect him at all costs. Their little family, caught in the middle of this magical tug of war, was fighting with all they had. As night fell, Rumpelstiltsqueen appeared once more, a gleeful anticipation radiating from her. Elliot had yet to return, and Leopold's dread peaked. He guessed wildly, names of mythical beings and ancient gods spilling from his lips. Yet each guess was met with a smug shake of the queen's head. Just when all hope seemed lost, the palace doors burst open and Elliot stormed in, breathless but with a triumphant gleam in his eyes. He had been to the outskirts of the kingdom, where a strange hovel stood. There, he'd heard an odd song sung by an unseen voice, a voice that spoke of a name, Rumpelstiltsqueen. Elliot's heart had surged with hope, and he'd raced back, praying he was not too late. As he declared the name to the queen, a stunned silence fell over the room. The smug smile on Rumpelstiltsqueen's face slipped, replaced by a look of shock. Her name, a secret guarded over centuries, was now out in the open. True to her word, she acknowledged their win. But the revelation of her name seemed to extract a toll from her. With a shuddering sigh, she faded into the night, leaving a bewildered couple and their child behind. In the wake of their victory, Leopold and Elliot were left with their hearts pounding with both relief and disbelief. They had succeeded. They had won against the odds, safeguarding their child from the clutches of a potent magical being. Their journey had revealed the depths of their courage and the strength of their bond. Emile was safe, and their love had won the day. But as the celebrations echoed through the palace, the couple found themselves staring at their sleeping son, his innocent face untouched by the turmoil of the past days. They realized their journey was far from over. The kingdom now knew of magic, of its beauty and its threats. 
and as the dawn of a new day beckoned, they knew their duty lay not just in ruling their kingdom, but in protecting it, their family, and their love against any magical or worldly challenges that might come their way. In the days that followed, the tale of Leopold and Elliot's confrontation with Rumpelstilt's queen spread throughout the kingdom. It was an epic tale of a royal family's bravery, of love's triumph over dark magic, and it left the people in awe of their ruler's determination and courage. However, the story of the hidden name and the mysterious magical queen sparked fear among the people. The world beyond the kingdom's borders seemed to hold dangers they could scarcely comprehend. Yet, amidst the uncertainty, the kingdom found strength in their ruler's love for each other and their resolve to protect their family and their subjects. Leopold and Elliot, while relieved at their victory, could not ignore the undercurrents of worry that ran through the kingdom. Their encounter with Rumpelstilt's queen had shown them the potential harm magic could cause when wielded without regard for others. With Elliot's encouragement, Leopold began teaching magic to selected members of the court, hoping that an understanding of magic could equip their kingdom better against any such future threats. Meanwhile, the couple found themselves dealing with another dilemma. As Elliot had suspected, Emile, too, was born with a bit of magic. The baby's laughter could light up a room, and his tears could summon rain indoors. As he grew, so did his magic, and they found themselves struggling to contain his burgeoning power. Knowing the dangers of uncontrolled magic, Leopold and Elliot took it upon themselves to guide their son. Leopold, once wary of his magic, found a newfound respect for his powers. It was no longer a burden, but a tool, a legacy he had passed on to his son. Meanwhile, Elliot's wisdom and grounded nature provided the perfect counterbalance to the unpredictable world of magic. Yet, it was their shared love for a meal that truly guided their path. Every decision they made, every step they took, was driven by the desire to provide a safe world for their child. Magic was a part of their lives, but it was love that truly defined their family. It was this love 
that guided them through the days, months, and years that followed their encounter with Rumpelstiltskween. As time passed, Leopold and Elliot became not only the king and prince of their kingdom, but also the protectors and educators of magic. Their kingdom flourished under their guidance, becoming a sanctuary where both magical and non-magical beings coexisted in harmony. The fear that had initially gripped the kingdom slowly dissolved, replaced by a sense of respect and awe for the magic that now thrived in their midst. Emil grew into a loving, strong boy, his magic controlled and his heart filled with the same love for his people that his parents harbored. Rumpelstiltskween's name became a tale told to teach the importance of courage, honesty, and the power of love. And so, life in the kingdom moved forward, marked by peace, growth, and an understanding of magic that had come from a place of love. Yet, despite the peace that reigned, Leopold and Elliot couldn't shake off the faint unease that lingered at the back of their minds. The disappearance of Rumpelstiltskween and the mystery that still surrounded her left them with questions that had no answers. Their experiences had taught them that magic was unpredictable and they could not afford to let their guard down. They knew their journey was far from over, and they had to be prepared for whatever lay ahead. For their son, their kingdom, and the love that bound them all, they would stand strong, come what may. The day began as any other. The sun rose high in the sky, bathing the kingdom in a warm golden glow. Leopold, Elliot, and Emil engaged in their daily rituals, a blend of mundane responsibilities and magical lessons. As they sat in the garden, watching Emil practice controlling his magic, the peace was shattered. The sky darkened abruptly, and an ice-cold wind swept through the kingdom. The earth shook, and a cacophonous thunder echoed, making the very air seem to tremble with dread. A whirlwind of dark magic erupted in the center of the castle's grand courtyard. Leopold and Elliot exchanged a glance of recognition and fear. They had felt this magic before. Rumpelstiltskween appeared before them, her form more menacing than ever. Her eyes held a wild, untamed rage 
that sent chills down all their spines. She had returned, and she was seething with vengeance. The battle that ensued was fierce and relentless. Leopold, harnessing his magic with newfound confidence, stood his ground. Elliot, though non-magical, was undeterred, his courage and determination as powerful as any spell. They fought to protect their son, their kingdom, and their love from the wrath of Rumpelstiltsqueen. In the heat of the battle, an unexpected miracle occurred. Little Emil, who had been safely hidden away, managed to sneak onto the battlefield. Seeing his fathers in danger, he instinctively summoned all his magic, unknowingly casting a spell of pure, unadulterated love. The magic surged from him, forming a protective shield around his fathers. The power of this shield took everyone, including Rumpelstiltsqueen, by surprise. The queen's dark spells shattered against it, unable to penetrate the barrier of love. Stunned, Rumpelstiltsqueen staggered back, her magic finally meeting a force it could not overpower. With the queen momentarily thrown off balance, Leopold and Elliot seized the opportunity. Combining their efforts, they overpowered Rumpelstilt's queen, the magic shield amplifying their strength. In a climactic surge of magic and might, they sent Rumpelstilt's queen hurtling away into an abyss, sealing her away once and for all. Exhausted, yet victorious, the royal couple rushed to Emil. Wrapping him in a tight embrace, they marveled at the powerful magic their son had displayed. The magic he'd wielded was pure and born of love, testament to the lessons they'd imparted. Leopold and Elliot were filled with pride and relief, their hearts brimming with love for their brave son. As the kingdom slowly recovered from the shock, stories of the young prince's courage began to circulate. The tale of the loving family who defeated a vengeful queen warmed hearts throughout the kingdom. The prince, who harnessed the power of love to protect his fathers, became a beacon of hope, a symbol of the potent magic that love truly is. The day had begun like any other but it ended with the dawn of a new era, an era where love was recognized as the most potent magic, where a prince 
born out of love, defied norms. And where two fathers proved that love, courage, and unity could conquer the greatest threats. In the end, they had not only protected their family and their kingdom from the wrath of a vengeful queen, but they also redefined the meaning of magic in their realm. They taught their kingdom and their son a valuable lesson, that the power of love was the greatest magic anyone could wield, a magic that could overcome the darkest of spells. It was a lesson they hoped would echo through their kingdom and beyond, spreading like the warmth of the sun, driving away shadows of fear and ignorance. Their victory was a testament to their love, the love that would continue to protect and guide them through all the challenges yet to come. As the echoes of their victorious battle gradually faded, a serene calm descended upon the kingdom. Life slowly returned to normal. Yet the residents could feel a palpable shift in the air. The narrative of love and courage that had emerged from the battle had seeped into their hearts, subtly transforming both their attitudes and their values. The royal family, at the center of this transformation, was reveling in a newfound sense of peace and togetherness. The bond between Leopold, Elliot, and Emile had deepened significantly through the ordeal they had survived. The intimacy they shared was no longer just a product of familial affection, but also a product of the strength they had discovered within themselves and each other. Leopold found himself embracing his own magical powers with newfound pride and confidence, beginning to weave once again. His fears of being a lesser king had melted away in the face of the love and acceptance he received from Elliot and their son. He also embraced his role as a teacher to Emile guiding him through the complexities of their magical legacy. Elliot, on the other hand, found a new appreciation for his unique position in the royal family. He had once felt inadequate for not possessing any magic, but the recent events had taught him otherwise. His courage and determination in the face of danger, his unwavering support for his family, were as valuable as any magical abilities. His role as the emotional anchor for Leopold and Emile had been vital during their trials, something he wore as a badge of honor. For little Emile, 
The whole experience had been a mix of fear, awe, and excitement. He had always known he was different, blessed with magical abilities that others didn't have. But watching his fathers stand their ground, witnessing his own magic manifest in a form he never knew existed, had been an exhilarating revelation. It had been his first real lesson in the world of magic and the power of love, a lesson he held close to his heart. In the time that followed the unforgettable events, the royal family had become something more than just rulers of a kingdom. They had become a symbol, a beacon of hope, love, acceptance, and transformation. Their tale had spread far beyond the castle walls, crossing borders into neighboring kingdoms, and even reaching the ears of the farthest dwellers. As the tales traveled, so did the essence of their journey. The story of King Leopold's magical lineage Prince Elliot's bravery despite the absence of magic, and Prince Emile's birth to two loving fathers echoed through the lands, breaking barriers and challenging norms. Each listener found a fragment of their own fears, hopes, and dreams within this extraordinary tale. The narrative touched their hearts kindling a spark of hope, courage, and love that slowly transformed perceptions and attitudes. In villages and towns, people found themselves questioning their own prejudices. They looked at their neighbors, friends, and family with new eyes, eyes that saw beyond the societal norms and recognized the value of individuality. The tale of the royal family inspired a new understanding of love, showing that it was not bound by gender or tradition, but was a force that transcended all boundaries. Parents hugged their children a bit tighter each night, whispering the royal family's story, embedding within their hearts the lessons of love and bravery that the tale embodied. The neighboring kingdoms, too, were not immune to the ripple effect of the royal family's story. Rulers found themselves pondering the balance between tradition and progress, between upholding the norms and embracing change. The seeds of transformation had been planted, watered by the tale of a kingdom that had not just survived, but thrived under a rule that embraced diversity, love, and acceptance. But the greatest transformation was within the castle walls. Each brick of the grand castle now held a piece of the royal family's journey, 
the echoing corridors whispered their tale. The towering pillars stood proud as a testament to their bravery, and the warmth that radiated from every corner was a reflection of their love. The castle had witnessed the birth of a prince to two loving fathers, a non-magical prince's courage, a king embracing his own magical heritage, and a young prince discovering his magic world. It held within its walls a story of love, bravery, and magic, a story that had become its beating heart. For King Leopold, Prince Elliot, and young Prince Emil, their lives had taken a turn they had never imagined. They had fought a battle not just against an external enemy, but also against their own fears and insecurities. And they had emerged victorious, stronger, and more united than ever before. Their family, now bound by the threads of shared experiences, love, and courage, had become their kingdom's pillar, the cornerstone of its transformation. Their story had started as a simple tale of a magical king, a brave prince, and their miraculous son. But it had evolved into a saga of love, acceptance, and bravery that had touched countless lives. As the royal family looked into the future, they saw not just the promise of a prosperous kingdom, but also the continuation of their tale. A tale that was their legacy, their gift to the kingdom, a gift that would continue to inspire, transform, and fill hearts with hope for generations to come. Good night.